Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey podcast family at JitteryMonkey.com, and of course, uh, a recent addition to the SB Nation Podcast Network. My Greg, my, my, my Greg is named Mahachko. No, my name is Greg Mahachko. Uh, it is difficult for me to talk tonight, but that's all right. We're going to power through this, but that's what we do. It's the off season, and all we can do is uh, chug along until... Fall camp and uh, and the first game of football is back. We're all excited for it. Uh, so Haas is so damn excited that he's taking this week off. Uh, this should be Haas's last week off as he finishes up his uh, his intense summer course. Uh, he should be back with us back full time starting next week. But John Dam Johnston is here. John, welcome back to the show. Or I shouldn't say welcome back to the show. Good talk with you again, uh, my my fantastic co-host uh, and one third of the tripod. How are you, sir? Oh, good. Sundowning again. Well, w- th- I, I guess that means we have to speed up, start earlier. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do, John. You know what we need to do is we need to get closer to football season. June always sucks. It's okay. like some darkness descends on everything. Descends. That's what it does. Darkness <laughs> descends. Every time, every year this time of year, I look at my wife and I go, why do I run this website? I should quit this website. This is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Why am I, why do I do this? And she'll go, what, are you going to spend every Saturday in the fall watching college football all day long? And I, yeah, then you really, why would you quit? You not ever going to spend time with me. <laughs> and by the so way, I, just need, I, I need to, uh, I, you know, it needs to get closer and uh, it's it's not, and then I'll be energetic again or something. I don't. Know. And and we want to welcome all of our listeners uh, from our parent company SB Nation who are tuning in this week. John really is very excited to uh, be running the Corn Nation page as he has been for over a decade. And uh, uh, you, we appreciate our corporate overlords, and we'll do everything we can to make you happy. Right, John? Oh yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> Uh, back on the show uh, this week as we uh, Salt wanted to hear hockey talk, so we might squeeze in a little hockey talk. But Andy Ketterson is back on the show. Andy, welcome back, buddy. Well, thanks for having me. I'm surprised to be invited again after the last debacle, but hey, let's go for it. And, We're desperate people. <laughs> and we've already said that if your internet shoots craps, then you're out of here. Yeah, well, it. I- that, I've heard that more than once, and I, hey, I'm single again, so I'm used to that kind of treatment, getting slapped around. So if it happens, that's the reason I got a full drink right before I sat down. <laughs> I, I don't there really know. Go. So let's roll with this. I don't really know how to move on. So let's move on. Uh, welcome <laughs> for the first time ever on the Five Heart Podcast, uh, a guy who's difficult to nail down because he's always bouncing all over the place. And joining us from a beautiful... I, I'm hoping, I'm guessing, I've never been there. Uh, South America, Nathaniel Perlo, our resident uh, coronation contributor in the field. Nathaniel, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. 
Where are you exactly? Because I know you're in a hostile hostel. He's in South America. He's in South America. You narrowed it down. You narrowed it down to a continent. Good job, Greg. I'm sure he's in one of the Mexican countries in South America, too. I had, I, somewhere south of Mexico and north of Antarctica. Well, now, here, here's the thing. I know he said it earlier before we started recording, but I didn't want to, like, steal his thunder. So I just wanted to get the general idea, and then I throw it to him, and he can tell us the exciting, exotic area uh, that he's currently visiting. Greetings I, I, from beautiful Bogota, Colombia. Thank you. <laughs> Was that wow? See, John. See, you forget that I used to do this. Like I used to set people up on the radio all the time for them to reveal their their big exciting news, and and you shit on it, John. You shit on it. You shit all over That's me. That's because I set people. I set people up all the time, and then I crush <laughs> their hopes and dreams. <laughs> That's what I do. John, you remind me. I look me at a, my end users and I go, "Oh, we're not going to do an upgrade for a month, really? No, we're doing an upgrade tonight, you fuckers." <laughs> John, you you remind me a lot like my three year old son because just as you like to shit on good ideas, he shit on the floor today. I just don't want to know what Hefty's ex sister in law is setting people up with. Uh, maybe we should get, talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I missed Wait, something I mis- in that I mis- one. I misunderstood it again, didn't I? Yes, you did. Oh, well. All right. So, get used to it. <laughs> so what is going on, Nathaniel, in Bogota, Colombia? Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to explore the city today. Um, I, I'm going to – there's a mountain uh, in the city that I'm going to hike up tomorrow. That is a nice view of the city. But today I just went to some museums uh, yeah. The National Museum of Colombia, Museum of Gold. It's a it's a nice city, but it's like pretty high up in altitude. And I did mention it in the last flakes on Thursday that I got hit pretty hard with uh, altitude here in Bogota because it's uh, what eight thousand feet, and I was at sea level for a month. So it wasn't fun that first day. But then I ended up traveling to another city and then coming back, and then I didn't get any altitude sickness when I returned. So. Yeah, but think, things are all right. Things are good so far. I, I go to Medellin uh, next week, or in a few days actually, and then I'll be I'll be there for around a month. I plan to do some Spanish classes, Spanish school while I'm there, and then yeah, kind of settle for a bit uh, while I'm doing that, and then maybe do maybe take some salsa classes as well. So I, I need to up my game in terms of that. So. How many you, is- you, you've you've traversed a- across Europe already? Correct. Uh, yeah, some countries. And and now you're working your way through South America. Yeah, um, for this time around, I'll, I'll plan to spend some, a lot of time in Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. And then uh, I'll be flying back to Mexico in late October. What is – and I'm sure you've addressed this uh, you know, uh, on the site, but since this is the first time that you're here on the Five Heart Podcast, I get to ask all the, all the yeah, pressing yeah. questions. Why? Why? I mean, and I don't mean that sarcastically or with any, but what drove you uh, to decide that you wanted to spend, you know, all of this time abroad and, uh, and you know, let's just start there. Well, I had, well, when I was still doing the coronation stuff, I went, I was in Florida. Um, I would, but I had a like a social media marketing job there, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the greatest job. I mean, the people there were nice, but there was this one guy there that was kind of an asshole. And then I was, <laughs> then I kind of planned that like, okay, after X amount of years, I'm just going to 
like quit and start traveling. But and then uh, before about before I planned to like quit, like a year a year before I planned to like quit or whatever, they laid me off. So I was like, okay, well I got enough money to travel, so why not start traveling now? So what? So the first round I traveled for about a year and a half, uh, and I spent lots of time in Central America, and then a bit of time in Europe as well. And then I and then I and then I was kind of low on money, so I decided to move down to Mexico, and I was there for about five or six months, and I was there working on just doing work online, and now I'm still doing work online, not quite as much, but I'm kind of work. I'm kind of doing traveling, exploring in the morning, afternoon, and then the evening I come back and work and do writing and all that stuff. Um, but so that, that's kind of the rough plan right now. And then I'm also planning, uh, since I have traveled for a while, I have done a lot of hiking and traveling to different places. I do plan to start my own hiking tours uh, at the end of this year, start of next year, to starting in Central America, but hopefully I'll be expanding to uh, South America, where I am now, and in Europe as well. So that's that's kind of the plan for the, I guess, the next year, year and a half. I'm starting to kind of build on like where where I've traveled, all the places I've explored. I've explored, I've been to 28 countries. So uh, it's it's I guess it's a decent number, but I've I've met a lot of other people, other travel writers, other people that've been away more. So I, I don't know if 28's a lot. Do you think 28's a lot? 28 countries is a big number. I mean, I haven't been to 28 states, and I don't need a passport for that. So I'd say I, the 28. I'm countries. here in my bathroom. I'm in yeah. my bathroom office. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Mexico, okay. Canada, Jamaica. That's me. Okay, yeah. I, I've been to 47 states, though. So I got. I've that. been to 48. Just oh, okay. There you got me there. So. I, I don't count these service. things because I, I got Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine left. So. Yeah. So it, it, is my understanding? Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you were also it. And perhaps as a way to supplement income or, or, you know, just to have a little bit of travel money, you were doing, you know, teaching some English as a second language courses while you were. Yeah, 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 I do a lot of teaching online. I also do freelance, like outside of coordination. I also do some other freelance writing for like sports and travel, like for my own website and for different websites as well. So, well, plug your website so that, you know, listeners who might want to take a, a, read it and what you know some yeah, of the yeah. more travel I, I, related I've, I've been hesitant like i don't plug it a whole lot because i don't want to be that guy but yeah you can check me out if you like hiking you like travel check me out natemeetsworld.com uh same on instagram uh instagram.com slash natemeetsworld I've, I've been that's kind of where i'm most uh frequent uh right now that's where I'm, i guess that where i'm the most current in terms of like posting pictures and stories and stuff like that but uh yeah you can check me out there and yeah, I mean, I, I posted some stuff from Bogota today, so that was uh, fun. And then, yeah, I'll be doing the – yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, doing a fun little hike uh, to uh, viewpoint of the city tomorrow. So that should be – it's like an hour hike, but it's at altitude, so I'll probably be catching my breath a little, little more than uh, I would expect. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to it. And, uh, we, you know, I know we appreciate your corn nation contributions from, uh, uh, when, when you have time to, to do it and fill us in and, and uh, always appreciate that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's, yeah, let's, I, yeah, I should be. Yeah. There have been a couple of times where I had bad internet and I kind of felt bad cause I wasn't going to do it. But I think this, these next couple of months, I mean, yeah. Catch my column every Thursday. There you go. <laughs> updates about travel. And then uh, what? What else? I, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But I'll remember it later. 
Oh, that's okay. fine. We're going to begin the. Uh, do you have Do you have your own website, Andy? I do not have my own website, but if we want to get the ratings going on this one, we got to re we got to restart this Columbia story to have some gunfire and some honey pots, and that second job's got to be male prostitute, not English of the second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not supposed to be doing that. So uh, you know, maybe. there was a period of time that there's only two bad guys that you really could get away with, and that was Nazis and Colombian drug lords. Damn right. You know, the, yeah. some of those Colombian drug lords probably have some honey pots you could talk about trying to lure you into a room or something. There, there's got to be better stories. Well, uh, I guess that's one way to celebrate my 30th birthday. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, let's uh, uh let let's jump into the Q and A. Uh, you know, we've been asking uh, Nathaniel a little bit about his travels and things like that, but we do have some more uh, Nebraska uh, centric Husker you know questions to ask him. So uh, let's let's dive right in. And since I think I'm the only one with uh, the list of questions, I'm just going to read them. Sorry, John. Sorry, Andy. You're just going to have to wait your turn. Uh, Nathaniel, are you a Nebraska native? Uh, I guess you could say Nebraska is the, I don't know if I technically come, I guess you can say that Nebraska is the longest I've lived anywhere. I lived in Nebraska for seven years, uh, and I went to school there for five years. Um, I guess you could say, I guess you could, I guess I, you could say I have an American hometown, which would be Lincoln, but I haven't been there in a few years. And then I have the, my, my Canadian hometown where my parents live, so that I actually hadn't been to in a while. But Wait, yeah, whoa, I guess whoa, you could say, whoa. I wouldn't say I, have a na- I wasn't born and raised in Nebraska. I was born in Houston, but I lived in lots of places when I was younger. And then I actually, and then I lived in Canada during middle school and high school. And then when we, my parents knew I'd be going, I would like to go back to the States for university. So I eventually decided to pick Nebraska because of the journalism school. It's a really good journalism school. Um, even though I don't do as much journalism now, I don't regret really the education that I had there. I still think it was, uh, it prepared me well. So I ended up living in Nebraska for a year. Then I would, then I studied at university of Nebraska. Then I stayed there a year afterwards and I'm like, Oh, I want to go try something new. Uh, maybe I'll move down to Florida and work in travel. And then that didn't turn out so well, but then I ended up, traveling after that so but yeah technically uh, i don't know if you call me myself a nebraska native but it's the longest i've lived anywhere um, it sounds like a second generation of some guy that's constantly one step ahead of the law <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's a carny i just figured it out he's a fucking there you carny. go <laughs> uh, all right so the tilt whirl i i, I want to follow up on on uh, live anywhere we just bounce town to town and Go and skim some people out of their cash, and I, I try not to give away big giant stuffed bears. And I don't live anywhere. I'm a carny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe at some point. No, no, it's not. I, it's I, not in the plans for the near future. The I don't know. All, all the all the all the carnival rides in Central America and South America look really sketchy. So I don't <laughs> know if I could see myself working at the, those places. I kind of like Nebraska. I, I'm I, saying something because they look sketchy here. Yeah, I I do want to circle back you, to uh, you. See the you see the rides there, and it's just like nope, never. Like, <laughs> like the roads, and yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's pretty funny actually. But yeah, that's that's part of the life and living and traveling around there. But um, there there's some things you can relate to, and yeah, 
You do, I, I guess uh, 80s music is also very popular oh, in God. parts of uh, Central America. So I've I've heard I've heard Eclipse of the Heart way too many times. Uh, oh my well God! Jeez. <laughs> so, Nathaniel, you, you meant you dropped a little nugget of information there that I didn't know. Uh, you had spent some time in the Great White North. And since Andy's on uh, this week, there, there's no, really no better time. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, John knows, where, John knows where this is going. Uh, yeah, it's going to Canadian soccer. <laughs> oh, Nathaniel, t- tell me a little about, do you have, uh, do you follow much hockey uh, based on your time in Canada? Yeah, uh, yeah. When I moved to Canada, I followed hockey a lot more. I still follow it quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm happy the Bruins lost in the Stanley yeah. Cup. Yeah. Oh, yes. What a suck up. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's that's that was really satisfying. I mean, I mean, Blues. I'm not a, not big on the Blues. It, it would be nicer if like Winnipeg or Vegas won it, but um, you can't complain there. But and then Finland won the World Hockey Championships, so that was that was kind of surprising. Everyone thought Canada would win it again, but uh, Finland's kind of amazing for the size of that country. It, yeah, it's, and they it's got amazing they, what they do internationally, considering what their population actually is. Yeah, they're so big on and they and I think one of their players, one of their young players, is going to be like the number one or number two pick, and he was like dominating in the right World Hockey Championships. So yeah, well, we'll see what happens, but I don't know what's going to happen with the Canucks. But based on what happened in the playoffs this year, it kind of makes you wonder, like, hey, maybe you never know. Maybe the Canucks could have made a run this year, but. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, on, in the Stanley Cup every year, I'm a Blackhawks fan, and Ooh. Rangers uh, are kind of my one A. But <laughs> since they don't, since neither one of them have made it for a few years, what I do is I just adopt a team every year. You know, and sometimes it changes round and round, but I just need an excuse to stay into it. And last year, I came so close because I adopted the Golden Knights right out of the gate. For the sole reason that I saw their intro, or they they've got their knights skating on the ice, and the weird drummers with the goggles and the light. Yeah, they drums. put on a show. Oh yeah, it's like and it's totally Vegas, and they and they made it to the finals. You know, it was lost in six, and I was like, ah, so close. And this year, I was literally changing every round, and just when it came down to the Blues and the Bruins, I'm like, well, I'm a Blackhawks fan, so there's nothing I like about the Bru the Bru or the Blues, but. At least they don't have anybody that goes around licking guys' faces in the middle of the games and kissing them like the tree or like uh, Brad Marchand. Marchand. I don't know. I, he does all the weird shit worked. to rile people up, but he's always uh, been like that, and he's always kind of gotten away with it. And he's, yeah, just a cheap shotting slew footer. And just today, I was enjoying myself because I found a video of them playing Gloria while an all, an all video was, <laughs> yeah. was slowly moving in clo- clo- on a tighter close-up on his face and he was crying after the game was over. And If that makes yeah, me a bad person, then I'm a bad it's, person. It's so delicious uh, just to see that. I mean, he, I mean, you really – I don't feel for the guy at all. So. <laughs> no, if you go out of your way to be that big of a jackass, then don't expect any sympathy, especially when the other team went up 2 nothing because you let a guy go by and went for a blow with seven seconds left in the period, and they scored <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, which was just beautiful. Yeah, it was it was, per, it was perfect, and in their in their own barn. I mean, I don't know. Boston has oh, enough yeah. championships, so I mean, Patriots will probably win it again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Celtics, but 
No, no, or the New England Revolution. But and that whole hey. city just has no shortage of assholes. There's a reason there's yep. a nickname Massholes. Yep. Is, yep. Oh yeah. What when the when Boston finally beat the Yankees, <laughs> here was a whole nation behind him, and I think within a month they'd pissed them all off and gone, Jesus, why were we cheering for these chodes? Yeah. John, yeah. jump in on the hockey talk anytime. We know you love it, buddy. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> okay, okay, John, John, who do you think's worse, Boston fans or Philly fans? Oh, that's a good question. I think I know the well. I, I have. I, I know my that's answer. Right. What's yours? Boston fans. Yeah, Boston. And and I'll say pro- most likely because they have had e- more recent success. I mean, like the Eagles won. Oh, I, I, nobody, nobody was a bigger Eagles fan, you know, or a bigger bandwagon Eagles fan uh, than me when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, because. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the Patriot Patriots fans are smug because they've been atop the mountain for 15 years or better. Uh, Boston Red Sox fans are smug because they, you know, they finally won the World Series in oh shit four uh, or many, oh five or something like that. Uh, and now, that, how many have they won now since then? Uh, two, a couple more, more, three more, something like that. I mean, so but yeah. but you know it, it, it. I and then you know Bruins fans. You know I didn't really have any. Yeah. Uh, any, well, they won um, a couple in there too. Yeah, because I think what eleven is when they won last one. Or not, yeah, they beat they, yeah. they beat Vancouver, I think. But yeah. uh, you know, then, then the only ones that uh, you know are, are quiet are Celtics fans because they're not. I mean, their team's not doing anything. But but I mean, they're they're just smug about it. You know, they've had they've had a good run. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, aside from being a Blues fan, I'm just glad that somebody beat Boston to you know keep them from having another damn parade. So exactly. Don't I almost I, I considered for about ten seconds going down to downtown St. Louis the last Saturday for the parade, and I'm glad I didn't be, because there were estimated one and a half million people down there, and I don't well, like, like I don't like people that much. Well, that was like the, when the Blackhawks won their first one in their last run. They usually would do the the parade end up somewhere, but they realized that it wasn't going to work, so they went to some park and yeah encountered the crowd somewhere between a million and a half and two million and i was like well this is before the cubbies won and i'm like well cubby fans this the you might be surprised it might be a little harder to beat that crowd than you think i'm i'm sure they did i don't know what the numbers for theirs were but geez you know million and a half or or two million for a a stanley cup victory everybody goes oh there's not that many hockey fans (laughs) bullshit right all right, so let's get back yeah, on. Uh, there's there's more hockey fans than you think. Bit, I mean, and the Stanley Cup playoffs is the best. Like, uh, I guess I I I think it's the most exciting uh, playoff round of playoffs you can get in sports. It's better than the MLB playoffs, NBA playoffs, NFL playoffs. Well, it's the most exciting, most unpredictable, as we saw this season with all the was, upsets and surprises. I will say this, and I'll shut up about hockey. There's just nothing in the other major sports that compares to a hockey playoff game because baseball, both of you get to come up in each extra inning. Everybody gets their at-bats. Uh, basketball, there's a set time. Football, you know, there's – now they've got it where if you kick the field goal, the other team gets the ball back, but there's stop, set up a play. Sure. And hockey, it's like, you know, okay, the flow's going this way. Whoops, that guy got away. Overtime goal, game over. Yep. That's, that's the one – Mm-hmm. major sport playoff where it could where it just you're you're feeling good maybe and then heartbroken or you're just like my god they just got 10 shots in a row on us 
uh, whoops, goal, we win. And and if it happens in a game seven, then it just takes it to a whole nother level. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, let's get back on. <laughs> I, I was going to go with Iowa fans. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> let's go on. That could be the next chapter. But Boston fans, so you're you're equivalating Boston fans with Iowa fans? No, between Boston and Philly, it's still Iowa fans. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Nathaniel, uh, since you're probably not a lifelong Husker fan, what was the event or moment when you became a fan? Like, I know you went there for, uh, you know, you went to UNL. Well, I agreed to go to university, I guess, there. I I mean, was there like, you know... was there a first – I mean, did you just adopt him because you enrolled there, or was there like a sporting event that you were at that that uh, you're like, oh, I, I'm more than a student now. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, well, yeah, I went to all the Husker games since like freshman year. I guess the I guess the game that really solidified it was like the – what was it? The, 2000, the 2008 game against Colorado uh, <laughs> where Sue returned the pick and then the Alex Henry field goal. That was – that was really awesome to be that. That really put it over the top. Like, yeah, it's good, good. It's awesome to be a Husker fan. But yeah, I mean, ever since like freshman year, I always made sure to get like tickets to the football games and participate when I wasn't like calling games or doing stuff for the journalism school. Then I'd be up in the booth somewhere. But now that's a, that's something I I didn't know about. Ex- explain that if you are in in like the the journalism program or or was it broadcast journalism or just journalism? Because you said you know calling games. What what type of uh, involvement do students in the in the journalism uh, program have at at Husker athletic events? Uh, well, they're used. To, I don't think there is anymore because last time I was in Nebraska, Alloway said they didn't have the class anymore. But there used to be like a sports like mass media class that was that was always like during like football season. And then we would, they would each get like assignments like throughout the season, whether they were, whether they would do like stories or sideline reports or announcing, color commentating, spotting, statistician. So there, there was a couple times where I think, well, I caught, I was the announcer for the, it was like, I think it was the Idaho State game. So I, I, I don't know. There's a recording from that somewhere, but I know I didn't do too great in that one. And then, so, and then I did the, um, and then I did the spotting. I think I was a spotter for one of the Michigan games. And then I was statistician, or maybe I was test. I don't know. I was I was up in the booth for a few times uh, for the KRNU games. But then, so yeah, that was, that was always fun to be part of that. But other than that, yeah, I was always like in the stands for the games. And then sometimes, like if uh, sometimes I did like baseball games or basketball games or football games or soccer games or, or whatever I wanted to do, whatever was available. It was always something fun that I enjoyed doing. But yeah, there's that one class where like part of the class was they did the f- football games and uh, the, for that one semester. But I don't know if they do that class anymore. I'm sure they still have students like calling the games on KRNU, but I guess it isn't like part of the, I guess, the class anymore. Boom uh, goes the dynamite. Whatever. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying that stuff, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was I wasn't happy with the way I called the football game, but I don't know. Usually, I mean, there's a, there's a couple. Good, there's a there's a lot of uh, yeah students I work with like uh, J- Jake Sorensen, uh, Ryan Mix. Uh, who who else is uh, uh, Josh Kellums? I, 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 I we went to school together. Um, who, who else? 
Um, Will Grubb. Brian, well, yeah, Will Grubb. Uh, uh, Josh uh, Peterson. So I mean, I, I went to school. I, I, I went to school around the same time as all these guys. So I mean, there's there's some games we called together, or we were in the like same booth doing stuff together, or, and we were like in a lot of the same classes. So I mean, yeah, we, we keep in touch. But yeah, the, those are some good times. And the, oh yeah, uh, Paige Demakos. Uh, she's she's out in Phoenix now. She's been out there for a while. Um, there's yeah, there's there's yeah. I, I still keep in touch with some of the Oscar. Obviously, it's hard because I'm traveling, but I mean, I we kind of uh, I kind of follow up with what they're doing, and yeah, it's 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 cool to see like uh, what they're doing and uh, and the success that they're doing, and yeah, we're we're all doing our own things. So, so based on the fact that you kind of discovered the Huskers, you know, let's say '08. Do you have an all-time favorite Husker? All-time favorite Husker? Um, yeah, I guess you could say Sue. Well, well during my period or like all-time? All-time. All-time? Um, yeah, I, I guess you could say maybe all-time Johnny Rogers, but I mean, I, it's it's hard to say since I haven't been a uh, like I've only been a Husker fan since 20, 2007 when I moved to Nebraska. So I don't know. Like, I guess you could say he's a favorite, but I mean, uh, I guess we'll just count since I've been there since. Uh, so I, I would probably say Sue or David. Okay. Um, I, I appreciated the work they put in. And yeah, yeah, and then, hey, it's uh, okay if you say Indomitian Sue. I mean, the guy was only one of the. Best players in Nebraska history. In, in but, fact, the best players in college football history. So yeah, yeah, he he well, got like, screwed out of the Heisman. Uh, we all know that. So uh, you you mentioned a few minutes ago when uh, asking it, you know, what event or moment helped you kind of you know galvanized your your fandom there, uh, and and you mentioned oh eight Colorado. Uh, Sue, you know, with the interception touchdown, and Alex Henry with yeah. the, the long uh, field goal. Yeah, I was in the crowd for that, so that was that was a great game. Would you say that that's your favorite Husker sports moment, or do you have a different one? Uh, I was in the stadium for the comeback against Ohio State. That was pretty up there. I'm trying to Bowserman. think of one. Yeah, uh, did you get hit by a Joe Bowserman pass? Uh, I think I was too high up in the stadium for that, but yeah, yeah it's definitely possible. Um, yeah, I was in the stadium for that. I was in the stadium for the almost comeback against Miami, and that that, that game was like crazy. But and there was like lots of Husker fans in that stadium. I was, uh, I went to the north uh, Northwestern game, not the last one, but I think the one two years two years before that. I went with my dad, and then but he's like. He's like he's like a weird mix because like I guess he, he kind of cheers for Miami in football and he also kind of cheers for Indiana in basketball because he went to both schools but and now he wants to go to like another Husker game but I'm telling him we should go I'm telling him we should we should go to the Oklahoma game in uh twenty was it twenty twenty two like but, and that's the same that's the same year Indiana is also in town so but I figure he'd rather want would rather want to go to the Oklahoma game. So I don't know. That's that might be the next time I'm back in Nebraska, to be honest. Um, unless I uh, drive through. But yeah. Well, it, now the be, authorities know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I have nothing to hide. So I mean, if you see what I 
post on uh, Instagram. I mean, I usually, although the, the thing with that actually is I usually don't post where I stay until after I leave. I'm like, oh, this is this is the hot sauce thing in. It's nice. I recommend it. And then, but usually, other than that, I kind of like, if I'm in Bogota, people are going to know I'm in Bogota or, um, or if I'm in certain cities traveling in certain places. But usually, usually I still, even though I don't have a lot of followers, uh, I still try and keep discreet of like places I'm staying. Or if they know where I'm staying, I, then obviously you try and hide the, like the room number or give or something like oh, that. I don't know. I, I've got a great idea for you. Oh, God. Go okay. the most what, what's your idea? No, go to all the most boring American food serving places in Bogota and review them and become their Dan Hoppin. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> there you go. Opportunity knocks, baby. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've maybe in another maybe in another life I would have been like a food blogger or something, or, or, or I've done like <laughs> yell, food reviews or got or done or done all the food eating competitions. I've thought about that. Like in another life, I would have had a blog where I just go to all these restaurants and like do their food eating competitions or something. So, but I'm a hiking blogger. I'm a hiking blogger, travel blogger. But I, I do. I still do like to eat uh, on occasion. Always, always good, you know, to you know put in that sustenance. All right, Nathaniel, last question, and then we're going to take a break, and then come back with some Husker news and notes and uh, topics and tidbits. I, I might just call the second half of the show that. How did you start writing for Coronation? Um, I can't quite remember. I mean, I was kind of. It was while I was a student, and I can't remember exactly what year it was, but. I don't know. I was always, I was always kind of on there. Like I, I was on other espionation sites too, like doing, like just commenting and different stuff. But I think I commented the most on the Husker one, and you guys were looking, and I was a student, and then I think you guys met. I think John made the call, and I reached out, and I think at first I covered, like I did a lot of writing for soccer, and then I just kind of ended up kind of doing whatever, like a lot of the smaller sports. Um, and, the, and, the, and yeah, now I now I do the flakes and I do the cobs. So, and I guess whatever else you guys want me to write. So, careful, John. Can you corroborate his story? <laughs> what can I? What? No shit. No, I don't remember. What do you want from me? I'm old and crusty. I mean, honestly, that was the that was actually no one the. Said uh, we had to provide facts or sources. Yeah, I remember meeting him at the the uh, the. The year that Nebraska won Big Ten soccer, we met when Nebraska won Big Ten soccer. And then the only other time I met the coordination people, I think it was like after one of the women's basketball games, and we all got together in like the rail yard or something. And I can't remember who was there. Like I've met Ty a few times, like, but we we, we sometimes hang out a few times because of when we were doing like volleyball and stuff. But like I, I think I've only been to like like one official like coronation meeting and that was like i think ted was there wait we have meetings Brian was there rest in peace um who else was there um I was, maybe, uh, was john there i'm not sure no no um maybe some maybe someone else was there i can't remember yeah may, uh, yeah ty was probably there um i'm trying to figure out who else yeah i think that might have been it i'm not sure if john was there or not no but, no, I wasn't. Yeah, we met at like Buffalo Wings and Rings or something like that. I can't remember. It was like oh. on some Sunday somewhere, and I don't know. Like, 
I didn't get any food there, but it was just I I just walked out there outside after the women's basketball game. I was like riding and covering for coordination, and then or maybe I was announcing. I can't even remember. I so. I still only literally met Husker Mike out of everybody, just because I I see him constantly all winter at UNO games and then around the rink because his kid plays and I coach way too much. Yeah, well, yeah. Get out but... more often. <laughs> I get out. I. Just... He just goes to the same place. Yeah, they're so there. Yeah, after yeah. you guys left, there are like all these like different like meetups. I'm like, oh, where was this when I was around? Every right. every time there's been a meetup, I think I've been out of town or already had plans for like a month or something. I couldn't get out of. It's like every single time I just go, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like but, I don't want to meet you guys. Yeah, oh yeah, whatever. Uh, well, yeah, well, well, when's the next meetup in like August or something? Or like I don't know. I'll I'll organize one for whenever I'm back in town. Well, there you yeah, go. Whenever John, that's going to be. So John, when did you say you were going to be in Omaha? Possibly. Maybe over July Fourth weekend. Okay. So there we go. Just, uh, we have a uh, Make America Great Again July Fourth weekend, and I and I say that with all possible sarcasm. But still, could happen. It could happen. With plenty of natty light, I guess, for uh, oh, oh god, hostage, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll bring the sailor, Jerry. All right, on on that, that that's better. On that unfortunate Anheuser Busch note, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got uh, a few notes to uh, discuss, Husker related. So stay tuned. We're going to go sell some bacon, and we'll be back on the Five Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahochko, John Dam Johnston, Andy Ketterson, and from South America, specifically Colombia, specifically Bogota, specifically Columbia. the uh, ABC Hostel, and uh, on, on <laughs> Main Street. Colombia is pretty damn hostile. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Perlow joining us uh, for the first time ever on the Five Heart Podcast. All right, gentlemen, uh, a few items to discuss. Uh, some things that we've learned, and since we're recording this on a Tuesday night and dropping it on a Friday night, some things that we'll assume as well. Not not Friday night, Friday morning. Uh, so let's go with the things we've learned in the past week. Uh, the Huskers have named a uh, baseball head head baseball coach, or I guess it, in the pros in, in Major League Baseball they're called managers, but I guess uh, in in college they're still called head coaches. But anyway, regardless of what you want to call them, Will Bolt is uh, the new head coach, the uh, heir to Darren Erstad. Hello, uh, their Facebook Messenger notification. Um, but uh, Will Bolt has been uh, signed away from, I guess it was, wasn't it Texas A&M? And, uh, yeah, ATM. And uh, so he, he's going to be the next uh, Husker baseball coach. Guys, what do we think about the hire? Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Woo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, it, it wasn't me like the one everyone was kind of expecting. That's what it seemed like. I mean, people were kind of like going a bit crazy with the children's stuff. But, I mean, I think when when we were discussing in Slack when it first happened, we all were – I think m- most of us or a few of us were kind of thinking, oh, well, it'll probably be Will Bolt. And that was something already being even discussed before, like, the Erstad stepped down. So, I mean, I guess it – didn't totally surprise me. And it just seemed like, I don't know, it seemed like it was the right choice considering the circumstances. And yeah, I'm looking forward I, to seeing what he, what he can bring. I would have thought that 
almost he's kind of had the I don't know what you'd say the short history with us of not wanting to take the chance on the assistant or the mid major guy. He got Frost. Okay, you know, the, there's the national coach of the year, but obviously there's the, the Husker history, and he's done his two years at Central Florida. The Hoiberg hire to me was amazing. That's the first basketball coach I believe Nebraska has ever hired that had any kind of track record of success at a Power Five conference or even what would have been considered a Power Five conference in the old days. But I thought this was going to be that was going to be the toughest road for him to hoe as far as trying to get a Division One coach with experience at the upper levels because. They're all on the eastern seaboard or the southern coast or in Texas or on the west coast. And you're just not going to draw a guy like that to, I'm sorry, what's effectively the sun belt of baseball, if that. Now, so, hey, Michigan's in the College surprise, World Series and kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. You can't knock the Big Ten now. They're, they're starting to make noise. I know Indiana did pretty great. well got, a few years great, ago. Now great. Michigan's doing something. So, Indiana, I don't know. I guess Nebraska's raising the cred. I mean, what was that, four or five years ago? Three, four, yeah, five? Yeah, but we're talking about Michigan right now. Right. Yeah. So you've got so, I mean, two teams in the last five years. you think any of this would have happened if Nebraska didn't join that the That doesn't mean we're the SEC, the ACC, or the Pac-12. It's We're like the College of Charleston when someone makes it and makes a run. Did, didn't okay, we not get that swept bad, by the College of Charleston a couple of years ago? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I thought we were that, lost that's a few okay. games. We're, we're, we're more of that. We are not a power five in baseball we're not even close well let me let me let me ask you this because i'm not I heard, drawing somebody from those areas to the big ten i heard that this argument that would have been amazing i heard this argument and thought that it was worth you know there's enough merit to it to repeat it here on my show uh our well you know our show this show um not trying to take all the credit uh but you it's know, okay go ahead <laughs> after you know the the big contracts to frost and hoiberg do you think that Moose felt some responsibility? I don't want to say pressure, but some responsibility to be a little, you know, to, to pull the reins back a little bit with the checkbook, you know, for, for the baseball hire. You know, you can't go out and give someone like a Scott, uh, a Scott Frost style of, of contract. Uh, the money might be there, but, you know, baseball's not, you know, when they were winning, it was, you know, a money earner, but, it's been a few years since since they've been, you know, a money earner. Volleyball earns money for the the athletic department. Football and men's basketball do, obviously, um, but baseball. It's been a few years. So, do you think that maybe that's a reason why they didn't, you know, well, it's I'll, baseball? I'll say this. I'll say this with no inside information whatsoever. The impression I got was he came at Childress with a saw because what does Childress make at A and M? Eight hundred grand. I understand. And I'm thinking he came with Adam with that or a little more and just got turned down. And there really wasn't anybody else who would even consider it, who's on that level, who would consider I'm leaving, you know, like a power five baseball conference and I'm going to come to the Big Ten. And I think because from what I understand, Childress loves Lincoln. Somebody said he still has a house here. Uh, maybe that's a Bob Davies story. Maybe it's not. But I think he went after the one guy he thought he could get from that level, and it just didn't happen, and then he had to go to plan B. That's – no, I'm not saying – I'm not – you know, that's not my hot take, and I know what happened, and I've talked to people. That's just the impression I get. So Do you I like the hire? I think he would have made him the highest paid 
double like the highest paid coach in the Big Ten if he could have gotten it. And do you like it, Do you like the Will Bolt hire? I don't dislike it. I, it. It's not one where I, you know, where it's like the opposite of that spectrum is the Mike Riley hire where I lost my shit from the get go, and the Will Bolt hire is one of those going. Every it's like I would have loved to have a guy. I would have loved to have had a guy with some success at that level, but that's tougher to do in baseball. And I, but I do like what he's done so far. So my my mind's open, and I'm I have, there's some hope there, that, as opposed to just ah shit we settled. I don't think it's that. Do you realize the Omaha paper ran a story in which Bill Moose said that Will Bolt was the only coach he talked to? Wow, that, that that has to be the truth, then, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, why would why would he lie? It, you know, why would they do that many, story if it wasn't a real thing? Every other athletic director in America goes into the paper and on TV and says, "Yeah, I got uh, turned down by every fucking guy I asked, and here's number seven, and I guess we'll be okay." Not that Will Bowles number seven, you know, exaggerating Will to make a point, but yeah, of course he's going to say that. Mister Perlow, do you like the hire? Uh, yeah, like I said before, I, I, I seem to be fine with that. I mean, like I said, considering the circumstances uh, with Nebraska and baseball, it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be harder to lure like a big time name, especially. So I think in this case, it was the best to go with someone that did have uh, Nebraska connections. It did appear to have uh, some sort of success. And yeah, I think, uh, I think it will continue to, uh, Nebraska baseball will continue to improve, hopefully continue to get better. And yeah, hopefully the recruiting gets better as well. I'll jump in, jump in real quick, and then I'll let you guys go on this. The the two things I thought that I wouldn't say killed Nebraska baseball, but really put it at the bottom of a big mountain was one hiring Mike Anderson, and then two making the decision to join the Big Ten. That those two those two things put us at the bottom of a really big hill to climb and i'm not saying it can't be done but we i don't think we'd be having necessarily this discussion about how we can't attract a coach if we were still in the big 12 feel, oh, that, feel free, I think feel free to I tell think, me i'm full of shit cuz i'm full of shit a lot i i i don't think you're full of shit at all i don't know i i guess will bolt uh, you know he's one of our guys but I would have preferred they would have hired somebody with head coaching experience. I mean, that was the complaint everybody threw at Darren Erstad for God knows how many years. Right, because he was a bad so, coach. Yeah. At least, at least Will Bolt was a head coach at a junior college, I understand. Well, we'll see how he does. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we need uh, Keith to come on and get his, uh, the, I guess, the more <laughs> official opinion and thoughts. No uh, Keith or Evan. But <laughs> Wait a minute. This, we have official opinions. Just well, well, they're the baseball world. Well, none of us are baseball experts. I mean, I mean, it, it, for example, hypothetically, I mean, if Nebraska like hired a hockey coach, I mean, and that, and that Andy and I would be uh, good feedback, probably better uh, feedback or uh, or more knowledgeable uh, opinion, maybe please, about please that. Please don't ask me to give my opinion on Mike Gavinet. <laughs> You know, did you know I ran a, a site for SB Nation called Big Twelve Hardball for about three years. 
when did Big 12 Hardball exist? I remember that one. I, I didn't but, know that. Uh, I don't yeah, know. It's, been it's been a I just, while. <laughs> I decided that I could not run two sites at the same time, but I did re- do a lot of reporting on Big 12 hard on Big 12 baseball when we were in. <laughs> so that's how long ago. I, I just started, I did a lot of reporting on Big 12 hard and then didn't finish the sites. <laughs> hard. Yeah, hard jokes. Well, you know, then we joined the Big Ten. Um, yeah, yeah. Joining, the, I agree. Joining the Big Ten definitely did not help us at all with baseball, and it just like, seems like one of those things that made uh, it didn't make Nebraska that much better, but it made the other teams better. I guess which, we went in there with an absolutely horrible coach who suddenly couldn't really recruit Texas anymore. Oh, Mike Anderson. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Unless true. anybody wants to defend that. But. No, not at all. Okay. So let's. Yeah, yeah, baseball Mike Riley. Let's pivot from baseball to men's basketball, where it was uh, announced a few weeks ago that Isaiah Roby was keeping his name in the draft pool and essentially uh, ending his uh, uh, career at Nebraska. And with, uh, of course, we're, as I mentioned before, we're recording this on Tuesday. By the time you hear this on Friday... Uh, a lot of experts projecting that uh, Isaiah Roby will already have been drafted, uh, calling for him to go in the second round on Thursday. And uh, I just, you know, I guess it's been a little while, uh, a little bit of time since the Huskers had a, a you know, a, a relatively top. Danny D. Yeah, I mean, so, so a relatively top round. Uh, you know, draft pick in the uh, to the NBA. I mean, it, it it sucks for the Nebraska program, but at the same time, it's kind of a little boost to the Nebraska program because now we actually can hang our hat. You know, as as a program, may, Fred Hoiberg maybe not so much unless it was, you know, his urging Isaiah Roby to uh, enter the draft, but can hang his hat and say, "Hey, look, we you know we we you know this kid's you know got drafted. We're you know, we're going to start putting players in the NBA now. We have a, a, a former well, NBA coach. We can start, you know, who, who knows what the league is looking for. We can, you know, start. If you want to play in the NBA, you know, you might, you'll have a better shot at Nebraska now than you did, you know, over the last decade or plus. Okay. Maybe one of you guys will remember the kid's name, but I thought that, uh, Hoiberg announced for Roby that he wasn't coming back when, on one of the Twitter signings he picked, <laughs> there's the kid wearing Roby's number. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's like kind of the big uh, giveaway there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if Fred Hoiberg is this wonderful evaluator of talent that we believe he is, that says something to you. We're like, yeah, we know some people are talking to you, talking like you're late first round, early second round, but I've already given your jersey away, so just fuck off. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty much was a sign that uh, we're going to have my team, and that's it. Yeah, and and that's probably it. I mean, I uh, I exaggerate, but the, uh, there's no. I, I don't signal. honestly. I don't think like, Robbie was oh, coming back anyway. Is, is, yeah. is Robbie going to come? Is Robbie going to stay? And I'm like, uh, somebody else is wearing his number on Twitter. Is in high school or junior college or whatever. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I don't, you know, either. Roby's already told Hoiberg, or Hoiberg's told Roby, but they both know he ain't coming back. Does anybody here know the NBA well enough to know the success of second-round players? 
That'd oh, be no. okay. They don't come rolling off the tongue, do they? Well, you no, know, I mean, like the first round players in the NBA stay in the NBA. Mostly because they get paid enough that nobody, they, you know what I mean? The well, owners go, here's a, here's a, that. what's that? Well, here we go. I'd say it's even smaller than that. I'd say that it's like, if you're not in the top 10 or 15, right. then you're not around for very long, it seems. Right. It just seems like, because it's just, there's so many fewer players. There's only 12 players on the roster as opposed to 40 whatever in football, you know, uh, 20, 25 to 30 in hockey, 25 in baseball, plus an entire minor league system. Um, in basketball, what, there's 12, and it's not like they're going to cut, you know, everybody off the roster each year for their draft picks. Well, I mean, in the old days, they had like a 10-round draft where the Sixers owner would be drafting his son in medical school just for a, a joke in the 10th round. So there's only two rounds, but yeah, there's, there's not many open jobs in the NBA, and I think that, you know, they'll keep their first rounders around for at least a season, but even then, the ones that they whiff there are going to be gone pretty quick. So a second round's even more of a crapshoot. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but if somebody did a study going, oh, and here's how many stay, I'd bet it's a damn low percentage compared to the first round, and I bet it ramps up even more if you just go, like, top 10 or 15 versus the back end of the first round and the second round. While while you guys were were talking about that, I... Googled, uh, you know, second round NBA second round draft picks. Uh, Cleveland.com had an article or a column, however you want to phrase it. Now, this was, well, it doesn't actually say when it was uh, published. Well done, Cleveland. You failed again. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm just Rivers looking down. Fire. <clears throat> I'm just looking down the, uh, the it's, it's the best, 10 best second round picks since 2007. Um, and it looks like this was done in June of 2017. So it's a two-year-old article. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, now I don't follow the NBA and I, you know, outside of Nebraska and, uh, you know, some tangential big 10 basketball, I, I don't follow, uh, you know, much college basketball, truth be told. I mean, you know, I, I know that, uh, Zion something is going to go to Zion Williams. Thank you. I was going to say Johnson. I'm like, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, he's going to be the <laughs> overall first round pick and, and end up in new Orleans, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I look at this list of 10 and I recognize one name who happened to be a big 10 player, uh, who happened to be, you know, for, uh, a, a bit of a dynasty out in, uh, uh, golden state. And that's Draymond green. Draymond green was a, a second round draft pick 35th wow. overall out of Michigan state. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, another one that they have is DeAndre Jordan, uh, who was yeah. drafted 35th yeah. overall by the Clippers in 2008. Um, but you know, you've got some foreign players as well. You know, uh, how many others have we heard of? I mean, I've heard of Isaiah Thomas, but you know, I without you know looking, I, I couldn't have told you that he went to Washington. Um, <laughs> let's see here. No, no, no. Let's see. Uh, there's a kid from Missouri, or a kid who played at Missouri, I should say. Um, Jordan Clarkson for the Lakers. But, you know, it's not no, – I've not heard of most of these people, you know. So, I mean, to, to your point, you're right. You know, when you're a second-round pick, that's a big gamble uh, because you don't know how, how, much, how long that pro career is going to be, or at least – you know, before you're traded or, 
you, you know, shipped to the developmental oh, yeah. league or Europe or something like that. So who knows? I wish him well. I mean, I, you know, as I said this, you know, anytime a, a player leaves Nebraska of their own choosing, uh, you know, wish him well. You know, he he contributed greatly for uh, Nebraska and was a big part of their, you know, run last year and then this past season as well. You know, when there were only six kids Wait. out there and, and he's, you know, kind of holding down the fort. So uh, he was fun to watch. I think that's the key. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He puts in the effort, and he's fun to watch. And uh, I don't know. I, I wish him all the success, but I think in ter- in terms of like NBA, I think it, it compared to all the other sports, like the second round pick in the NBA. I mean, that's probably your least uh, out of all the other sports: NFL, NHL, MLB, maybe even MLS. I mean, I mean, out of NBA, you're probably that's probably the least likely of being like successful or or, be, or becoming a really popular or really uh, successful player. And I'd, I'd put it over under at NBA games played at about seven, and I'd take the under. <laughs> For it's not Roby? an insult to him. It's just, yeah, he's like, what? He was the third leading scorer on Nebraska, and he's and and part of the problem was he just seen. I don't I don't want to use the word timid, but he, let's face it, his biggest problem was he didn't assert himself. And he didn't take over. Look, he didn't take over games when he had the opportunity. Sometimes ever. to do it. And yeah, he's suddenly going to find a way to do that and make an NBA roster and play. I, I, I would love for it to happen, and I don't yeah. see it. I would yeah. love for it to happen. All right, so I think the last thing that I have to discuss uh, this week, I'm sure uh, you all seen it or come across it on on social media. Was uh, do do we want to discuss fake news? No, we want to point out the fact that nobody got arrested for pot this week. <laughs> well, that's right. We did a week without a pot arrest. That's woo. All right. Woo. So so this is the beginning of a so of a win streak. Flip the page on that. So zero to one. Now now we gotta. Yep. Hopefully we'll be able to rip off the one next week instead of uh, putting. putting it back I'm to gonna zero. put a sign in my house that says it has been. X amount of days. One week since the Nebraska <laughs> player arrested for pot. Or, or, or sided. Or sided. Hey, I got a question. Are we oh, God. No, are we horrible people if just because it's June and there's really nothing going on until kickoff, including, you know, the September even Major League Baseball race, if we just start doing a weekly poll, who's the most, who's the Husker most likely to get arrested for pot this week? Do we lose? Do we lose all our press passes and photography? It probably would be frowned upon. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't endear I us. Say this: as the, guy that has to, as the guy that has to deal with all that stuff, we really have only ever had like one complaint ever. What was that about? Uh, it was a photo of a cheerleader doing a very high kick. And what I got from the athletic department was that the cheerleader was embarrassed by the photo. Could you please take it down? Which I did. And you know what I say to that? They're not really they're not really reading our website then because we've done way more offensive shit than that. No, we have we have, and and uh, uh, I have been told that one of the most uh, the articles that got them the most feedback was a joke article we did where we did uh, a Herbie Husker blimp, no, a little red blimp, mm-hmm. and Nebraska was going to build a little red blimp, and somebody at the athletic tour told athletic department told me they got many calls asking where it was 
that's awesome. So you, they're well aware of they're well aware of what we're doing. We just I I think that okay. I don't that might be in just poor taste. Well, the the most hits I ever got on an article is the the April Fools one that I did where I said Teron Petaway was going to play football and like quit basketball to play football. I think it was, and that had like thirty five. 38,000 hits, and that didn't even touch the one you did on Creighton starting football. I still go online and see people going, so I saw this uh, Google hit where Creighton's going to start Division One football, and it's like, dude, it was like six years ago. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the one this time where, like, Miles joining the Creighton Athletic Department. That that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that had to have gotten a lot of hits for us. Like, well, it has to be Tim, up there. Tim Miles himself acknowledges it and said, no, I'm not going to Creighton. It's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. Buzz I, that, that has look, to be up there. I, I live for April Fool's, even when we don't do anything, because it just seems like that's when people get the absolute angriest. How can you do this on... You know, and try to fool everybody. Oh, and on April Fool's Day, yeah, boy, we're fucked. What? How, why would we ever do that? <laughs> so uh, there were uh, good segue, accidental, incidental segue, but uh, <laughs> there there were a, a plethora of Husker fans who were fooled by this fake quote from uh, color, attributed to Colorado wide receiver Lavisca Chenault, who said uh, in in talking about. Uh, by the way, it was a press conference. Was it, it real? No, oh, it it was uh it came out earlier in the week, you know middle of June, which by the way they don't do press conferences in June, uh, so you know <laughs> that's the start. But he says that the quote, uh, you know, he allegedly says the most fun I've had in the game was at Nebraska. Their defense was a joke, and it was fun seeing all the fans go home angry. Looking forward to having my way with that secondary again this year. Even he came out and said. This is fake. Um, but, Please don't you know, clothesline me. Yeah, but I mean, there are so many, uh, you know, people who who took the bait. You know, oh, we're gonna kick your ass in September. You're, you know, everything else. It's come on, people. Hey, do this is this is I think what is one of the most aggravating things to me about social media. People see something and instantly believe it. It, you know, I I found that it wasn't. Uh, you know, you know, true with within two minutes of of just doing a little a little bit of looking. Come on, people! Thank God we have a commander in chief that sets a good example with that. John, yes, exactly, and that brings up the point: when are deep fakes going to come to sports? <laughs> and when they do, what will it do to the? Will it do anything? I mean, you know, you we already hate. Already? Uh, what? I thought it was there. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, like the videos, like they had a oh, Nancy yeah. Pelosi where she was acted like she was drunk. And then yeah. Mark Zuckerberg saying things he's never said because they can animate stuff. And, you know, I yeah, mean, we're going to. And they had the Obama one that Mike Leach posted and had to get smacked down for. Oh, I, I didn't see that, that one. one. Oh, that, no, that was like that was this last season. There, there was one where they. You know, clipped it, cut it apart, and I can't remember, but it had Obama saying something awful, and Lee posted that, and he tried to defend himself by going, no, all he did was put it up there and say discussion anyone. It's like, <laughs> what did you think people would do? No, I think uh, it'll be I interesting. I love Leach except for his politics. He, 
Leach is I, one, I, Mike Leach is one of those guys that just makes me so happy. I'm a football fan, a college football fan. I, okay, quick, quick uh, reminiscence here. Did anybody ever see the Friday Night Lights episode where uh, Coach from Dylan ran into Mike Leach at the gas station? And it was when he'd taken the new job at the crappy school, and they're just getting their asses kicked. And Leach pulls up, and he goes, "Hey, you're you're Coach So and So, Dylan East, right?" And he's and he's and here's Kyle Chandler just staring at him, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I've seen you. You're not swinging your sword. You're swinging your sword like this." And he's waving his arm low. You got to swing it like this, and waves it high. They go back to Kyle Chandler, and he's just staring at him like, "What the hell's happening to me?" And uh, then Leach just does something like, you know, well, God's got a purpose for all of us. We don't know what it is. And he just hops in his SUV, looks back at him and goes, you might be the luckiest man on earth right now and not even know it and drives off. And I was like, okay, this guy deserves a nomination for a guest appearance Emmy for just playing Mike Leach because he made everybody laugh, think he was just so goofy and hilarious and and as he drives away, there's Kyle Chandler, who won an Emmy for Best Actor for that show, just staring back with this look on his face. And I, I always wondered if that was a scene where they said, hey, we got a surprise for you. Uh, just roll with it. Because he just looked flabbergasted by the whole thing. Anyway. Is there, is there a line in that, is there a line in that uh, scene where Mike Leach says, you've lost your inner pirate? Yes, there's exactly that line. Because he starts saying, you've lost your inner pirate. You're swinging your sword like this, and you should swing it like this. This is how you swing your sword. And then, yeah, the two lines are like, you've lost your inner pirate, and then as he drives away, you might be the luckiest man on earth and not even know it. And looks so sincere when he says it. That's the one not for humor that kind of goes, hey, I just got chills from uh, Mike Leach giving a fictional high school coach a little <laughs> bit of a pep talk. <laughs> and so if you, folks, if you haven't seen that uh – that clip will include it uh, in in the in the article in the in the write up uh, for this episode, um, but yeah, I mean it's again. Long story short, don't take everything at face value, especially things you see on the internet, because uh, you'll be angry all, all the time. And we don't need you to be exactly. angry all the time. If you're going to be angry all the I time, I think if he, if it's a real quote, it's a damn good quote. <laughs> He That's should go out and say it. That guy kicked our ass last year. And you know what? We lost to Colorado. So fucking talk about it. You know, we can get angry about the cheap shot, which was a cheap shot. But by God, they beat us. That's how it goes. I have so much joy in my anger uh, against Colorado going back to you know, starting in the late 80s when they got good. And it felt just so amazing to be that pissed off at Colorado again, even though we lost. I've, they're sitting there. You look angry, but you look happy. I'm like, well, yeah. There's some truth to that. Like I've it's missed, good, I've missed this type to, of angry. It's good to be pissed that we're losing. It's good to be pissed that we're losing games like that, and just pissed as shit instead of just snarking off the TV. Well, there we go again. Eh, fuck you, Riley, and shit like that. I love being angry that we lost close games last year. I love competing again. And it's fun you know, to not, not that I was on the team or anything, but. You know, it's and it's fun to see old quote unquote friends from uh, you know old conferences oh, yeah. and and uh, we'll, we'll they'll get theirs uh, this coming September. I'm excited for uh, you know Haas and and all of our friends who are going to Boulder for that game. I'll be going to Champaign a couple weeks later for the Nebraska Illinois game. 
and uh, we're going to take in a little football this fall and, and to have some fun and, and see the big red and watch some W's. And uh, I think I think that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Nathaniel, still with us? Yeah, I'm here. It was a pleasure being on. And yeah, I'm going to hopefully uh, try and be on the podcast uh, uh, a lot lot more. This is definitely not the last time. I, Tell us you're being I'm held sure. at a machete point right now. <laughs> Jeez, we're not uh, trying to start an in- international incident here. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm blinking in Morse code right now. Okay. <laughs> which me. which me. works really well because we don't have the videos turned on on Skype, so he's blinking to nobody. <laughs> uh, so Nathaniel, we uh we always end the show the same way, and since there's four of us and only three parts, Andy, I'm gonna have to. Uh, uh, you, you don't get to participate this time. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm used to that shit. <laughs> Throw me off. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up the same way I always do. And then I'll throw it to John. And when John says three familiar words that you're going to know very well, uh, I just need you to close it out by saying, win the damn game. Win the damn game. I mean, not yet, but you know, I, I, we've got to, we got to get there. That's totally not done right. All right. So after John says three familiar words. That's when you'll come in with win the damn game. We should have practiced this off air. I apologize, everybody, but I'm too also too All lazy to clean now. it up. Are you, are you going to cut this part out? No. <laughs> no, drink? he never cuts anything out. That's the thing. That, that, I should get another drink, right? Yeah, you're, you're good. <laughs> y- your liver doesn't mind you getting another drink. Nah. All right, so everybody, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, make sure that if you haven't already, subscribe via iTunes. Or, or I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, pretty much wherever you find your favorite podcast, we should be there. And if we're not, let me know, and uh, I'll probably just say, hey, go to Coronation and listen to it on the page because I'm too lazy. Uh, but also go to jitterymonkey.com and go to the shop and get some uh, fantastic Five Heart Podcast merch like the uh, uh, One State Five Heart shirt. And uh, coming this fall, uh, a special shirt to uh, signify our appreciation for Iowa. And by shirt, I mean it's a baby onesie, and it's an arrow to the butt, and it says this is what Iowa is, and it's poop-related. It's a poop joke about Iowa. Looking forward to cleaning that one up, and uh, uh, metaphorically. And uh, getting that's going to be flying off the shelves. I thought you meant anal. (laughs) No, yeah, it's a baby onesie for crying out loud. Go drink, damn it! (sighs) I am. Uh, So anyway, uh, jitterymonkey.com and uh, uh, support the show in in that way. Uh, Check out all any of the other podcasts on SB Nation. Make sure that uh, hey, if you if you subscribe to this one. As a bonus, you get uh, of bangerangs and daggers uh, with uh, Patrick Earhart and Nate McHugh, and uh, someday their levels will be balanced out right, and it won't sound like one is whispering and the other one is yelling. We're working on it. They're new at this. Forgive them. Uh, for myself, Greg Mahachko, for John Dam Johnston, for Andy Ketterson, and from Bogota, Colombia, South America, Nathaniel Perlow. We remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. Someday it'll be August and fall camp will start again. 
You you just thrown off Nathaniel because I said there were three familiar words and then when you added the another dozen. Game. Oh, but when the when the damn game? When the damn game. <laughs> you know what? I'm just I'm just supposed to do a quick thing. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop it here. You guys have you you ruined it. I'm sad. <laughs> it's June. It's freaking June. Okay, this is the most second most desperate month of the year until we get to July. What's the, I, you guys got to stop picking on July. July was the best month because it gave you me. You didn't know it until I told yeah, you. That's the, but I was my birthday month. No, yeah, not July. Yeah, no, no, you got you got. I'm a couple not of talking about right life. I'm talking about sports and a love of Nebraska football that's been so far away from now. It's you know, if Hoss were here, he'd tell you exactly how many days, hours, and minutes until kickoff. But he's not here. Okay, so. well, here's. Hey, guess what? Ha showed up. Hurt, hurt, hurt. I got a cool banquet. You ever heard that time in the 2009 Florida Florida State game with Jackie Dorkinson? You hit that uh, floppy ding wang left side crush inside zone for the two yard gain. Everybody was shocked. Good night, everybody. <laughs> This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.